Hello and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is the leading information services partner for emerging markets executives. We partner with business leaders in more than 200 multinationals by providing them with research, analytical tools, and data that helps power their emerging markets business strategies. The focus of today's podcast is the results and implications of the recent parliamentary elections in Turkey. My name is Mark McNamee and I'm Frontier Strategy Group's Central and Eastern Europe Analyst. I'll be moderating today's podcast, and I'm joined today by Zeynep Kosaresoglu, who is the lead Turkey analyst at FSG. As a reminder, this podcast and all of FSG's content is available via our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. Zeynep, welcome and thanks for joining me. So what happened on Sunday, the 7th of June? And what do the election results tell us? Thanks, Mark. Um, yes, on the 7th of June, uh, on Sunday, we had parliamentary elections uh, in Turkey and um, with two very, very important outcomes. The first one, of course, was that with 40, almost 40% of the uh, votes, uh, the AKP actually won the most um, votes uh, from the elections. However, this actually did not guarantee the AKP um, enough seats to form a single-party government. So this means that the AKP will now have to start negotiating with the opposition parties to enter into a coalition. And the second interesting thing about uh, what happened on Sunday was that the one of those parties that the AKP will now have to negotiate with if it wants to be in a coalition with them is the pro-Kurdish People's Democratic Party, the HDP. Now, the HDP had never been able to enter the parliament as a party, but rather at times with independent members of parliament. So now, after a strong and all-encompassing election campaign, the HDP actually won 13% of the votes and became the third opposition party party in the Turkey's Grand National Assembly. Wow, very interesting indeed. This is clearly a momentous time for, for the Kurds in Turkey. So what do you see as being next? Uh, in other words, what can our clients expect to see in Turkey in the coming weeks? Well, we're looking at a few uncertain and volatile weeks ahead. Most likely, as is tradition, the president of the country, President Erdogan, will give the head of the AKP, uh, Ahmed Davutoglu, the responsibility to form a coalition government. Now, this will be difficult, uh, a very, very difficult process, because the initial announcements of the opposition party leaders were clearly against entering a coalition with the AKP. Um, And at this point, there are a couple of scenarios. Firstly, of course, these announcements of the opposition leaders are not necessarily confirmed decisions and negotiations could actually result in a coalition being formed, of course. Now, currently, Turkey's opposition includes a center-left People's Republican Party, a nationalist um, party called the Nationalist Movement Party, and, like I said, the HDP. Now, despite who the coalition is formed with, however, uh, our executives can um, expect to see political and economic policy making to be uncertain, at least throughout 2015. For example, the new government will have to devise a joint fiscal policy, and for campaigns of all of the opposition parties that actually indicated slightly expansionary fiscal policy. So we'll have to see where that goes. Or the parties will have to agree on the Kurdish peace process, the foreign policy towards Syria and the rest of the Middle East, um, how they would like to restructure the judiciary, which has had a lot of controversial restructuring having been made before, the independence and the role of the central bank. So as you see, there are very heavy issues that uh, can easily increase political tensions and further the polarization among the society in the coming weeks. Yes, most definitely. 
So I understand that executives should not have expectations then of a rapid return to stability if indeed a coalition is formed? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. So what about the other scenarios then? Uh, In your opinion, do they have a higher likelihood of potentially bringing stability back to the country? Unfortunately, not as rapidly as we hope um, for it to be. Now, the rest of the scenarios lead to a high likelihood of early elections. The second and less likely scenario would then be a minority government formed either by the AKP or the central-left opposition party. And this will mean that one of these parties will form a government on their own, but will need the unofficial support of other opposition parties that will um, support their bill proposals in parliament with the necessary number of votes needed to pass them. Now, this will be very difficult to hold for a long time and actually could lead to early uh, elections. And then a third scenario would result that if the AKP cannot form a coalition government within 45 days, the president will then have to um, grant the responsibility to either another um, leader of a party, which is actually quite unlikely. So he has the power to call early elections within three months of the AKP's failure to form a coalition government, which could be end of 2015, possibly in October or November. Okay, understood. And in your opinion, what then would be the implications uh, and timeline for the early elections? Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and like I said, there are two timelines for early elections. Either we will have them in late 2015, with the scenario I explained above, or possibly mid to late 2016, if um, a minority government was formed. Now, this would unfortunately mean for our clients, uh, especially selling to the public sector, that they can expect quite stagnant spending growth for the next six to eight months. By the time a new government is formed, the parliament um, goes into recession, to recess, sorry, and uh, starts working again. The government decides on a coherent fiscal policy, redistributes the budgets to each ministry, etc. The public sector demand is likely to remain weak in the next um, couple of months. Now, in terms of the private sector, we can safely say, unfortunately, that consumer and business confidence will remain weak. Consumer spending growth will be low and private investment plans are likely to be postponed. Okay. So clearly it looks like an uncertain couple of weeks at the minimum. Uh, What does this mean, in your opinion, for the medium to long term outlook in Turkey? Should our clients expect any crisis or a serious worsening of the economic outlook in general? Well, I think we're far from a crisis scenario in Turkey. The fundamentals of the Turkish banking sector are quite strong, and a liquidity crisis is not very likely. Now, however, a prolonged uncertainty will hold for the next couple of months, which will increase the volatility of the Turkish lira. And our clients will find that even hedging options can become quite expensive. Now, in the long term, the um, elections don't change Turkey's fundamental qualities that make it an attractive market. It still has its large and young population, its sophisticated local business landscape, um, its trade links with both the CIS and the MENA region. Um, and, and these make Turkey a very attractive market, both in the medium and in the long term. Now, it has those fundamentals for growth, but they, but Turkey does unfortunately lack certain structural reforms that it needs to um, establish um, strong growth fundamentals for the coming uh, months and years. Now, combined with the difficulties in these in the export markets of Turkey, such as uh, Iraq and Syria and, and Russia, um, and changes in interest rates dynamics in Europe and the U.S., um, and like I said, the lack of structural reforms. Unfortunately, Turkey's economic growth will be quite limited in the in the next three to five years. Now, um, we expect that growth to be around three to four um, percent, 
and the new government in however shape it is formed and its ability to form an economic policy that prioritizes these structural reforms will be key in determining the long-term trajectory of Turkey. Okay, very, very interesting. And you mentioned structural reforms several times. Uh, can you briefly remind us of the structural reforms more specifically that that you're discussing? Mm-hmm, of course. Now, very briefly, they would include increasing the national savings rate, which is very low in, in Turkey. Um, it will then include reducing dependency on energy imports. It's definitely one of those um, very um, pressing issues that is not only keeping the current account deficit high for Turkey, but allowing the Turkish lira to be very fluctual, um, fluctuating in that sense. And um, investing in productive sectors, in value-added production, in education, in higher technology um, manufacturing will be very important um, reforms and measures that the government will have to take in the coming years. Okay. So clearly, these are very uh, important medium to long-term challenges. Moving to the shorter term for our our clients' more immediate uh, concerns, what do you think will be the main issues our clients should be monitoring in these coming weeks? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very good question indeed. Now, our executives will, of course, uh, be monitoring the initial negotiation period in, in Parliament. But beyond that, we will have to look at who the economic management team will be formed of, uh, of this new government. We will see figures very close to uh, President Erdogan um, in key locations, um, risking a further politicization of economic policymaking. Will we see that? Or will we see more technocrat figures that will give confidence to international markets like the current um, Deputy Prime Minister for uh, Economic Affairs, Ali Babajan. So who will form the economic management team of the new government and how they will guide economic policymaking um, will be very important for uh, our clients. Now, the secondly, the fiscal policy of the new government will be very important uh, to, to watch. Opposition par- parties, like I said before, made a few promises in their election campaign that would entail a rise in public spending in social sectors. Uh, social spending. Now, depending on who is in coalition with the AKP or who does end up forming the government, government spending could increase in the short term and slightly support consumer budgets. But what it does to the health of the budget overall and fiscal position of the country will be important to see. Now, thirdly, the monetary policy of the central bank will be very, very important to watch in the next six to eight months. It is expected that with the AKP's power being balanced in in Parliament, Um, the central bank will actually have more room to breathe and uh, implement some of its monetary policies that it believes it needs to keep the uh, Turkish lira stable, for example, and and, and inflation in check, which is still very high in in 2015 in Turkey. So whether the central bank will be able to conduct its uh, monetary policy independently will be very important to see. And of course, uh, we'll be looking at the stock market and, and the Turkish lira to see whether the financial markets are reacting um, to these developments in a very um, panic mode or actually waiting and seeing how the process will unfold, which will tell us a lot about the upcoming dynamics behind the Turkish lira's volatility. Okay. Thank you very much. It's a very comprehensive outline, Zainab. Uh, aside from monitoring these signposts you just mentioned, what do you think is the best way for our clients to prepare for and navigate this environment? 
well, um, well, it goes without saying that our clients will have to prepare for the lira to depreciate or at least remain very volatile in the next couple of months. We were notifying our clients about this before the elections in our quarterly and monthly market reviews and factored in such depreciation in our forecast for the exchange rate. But of course, uh, depending on the extent of the depreciation, we may revise our forecast. But uh, for our clients, uh, monitoring the lira and, and you know, f- trying to figure out options to balance the impact of such depreciation would be very important. Now, more importantly, uh, though, our clients need to monitor their competitor prices in the coming weeks. As demand will remain weak amid slow growth and political uncertainty, downward price pressures are likely to increase. Marketing efforts may have to be up to compensate for potentially um, higher prices that you might have in, in the market. And we actually do have a report coming up for our clients that um, are, that focuses on how distribution management in Turkey could be improved in order to protect price premiums in the market. Um, and, and this will become a very pressing issue uh, in the next couple of months. Now, a third factor to consider will be the potential for acquisition in this environment, companies that have a long-term plan for Turkey and are planning on increasing their local presence uh, can start to strongly consider acquiring um, existing or new partners or competitors. Uh, the lira will be weaker and if you, the companies that you're, you're looking for are listed and their shares share values are slightly lower than before, um, this might be a good time to consider acquisitions. Now, none of this that we are experiencing right now will actually impact the long-term uh, potential uh, of Turkey. So um, this will be a moment to monitor and, and go through some acquisition plans if, if our clients have them. And lastly, um, if uh, our clients are selling to the public sector, they may want to revisit their 2015 and 2016 targets. No matter the scenario, the new government... F- the process of this new government formation, possible budget reorganization, and person, personnel shuffles in state departments can actually mean that public sector demand will be stagnant for, for the next uh, couple of months in, in the medium term. Excellent. Thank you very much, Zainab. That was very informative. And obviously, this is a very critical time in Turkey's history and a very important time for our clients. So, um, And to our clients, as a reminder, you can, of course, speak with Zainab or any of the FSG analysts by simply reaching out via your account manager or directly. You can also access all of FSG content on our portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. This concludes our podcast. Until next time, we wish you great outperformance in your emerging markets.